This is Shop Talk Radio, episode 97 with Amber Ray. Welcome to Shop Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and on this show, we bring you inspiring guests to dive underneath the hood of the creative entrepreneur lifestyle to take your creativity, business, and life to the next level. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Shop Talk Radio, soon to be Neon Radio, coming up on our 100th episode of the podcast, which I'm very excited to celebrate. And I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and... I love bringing this podcast to you to help build value in your lives in creativity, business, and life. So I am currently in Greece right now. Jump on the Snapchat, The Nick Onkin, or Instagram, at Nick Onkin, to follow my documentation of my adventures. I'm very excited about today's guest. She's a previous guest that we've already had on the show. Her name is Amber Ray. And Amber is a wonderful creative. She explores creativity from the inside out. And today we talk about wonder over worry and how to navigate that, navigate your fears and the different things that hold you back from fully expressing yourself. She's been diving deep into this whole idea, doing talks on it. And she's gamifying it, doing different things to help her audience get the most out of life. Amber just launched her new website, which brings forth her daily clues, emails to help you have a clue every day to explore yourself and explore your creativity. So jump on over to that. It's amberray.com, R-A-E. And with that, I bring you the one, the only Miss Amber Ray. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Shop Talk Radio, soon to be Neon Radio. And today we have a former Shop Talk Radio guest, Amber Ray. What's up? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. I'm super excited to hear what Amber has been up to and as I'm sure you will be as well. If you want to check out her last podcast, it was shoptalkradio.com slash EP40. So let's dive in, guys. And I want to start, Amber, what have you learned since we last talked? Oh, what have I learned? Well, it's funny. I was As I was just sharing with you before we, we went live is that the last time we recorded, I was, I was really nervous and (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I was thinking in my head, will I sound okay? Will the message get across? I had all of these sort of inner chatter voices and coming on here today, I realized that I feel calm. I feel grounded Mm. and I feel present and ready. And so it's, it's funny because that speaks directly to probably my biggest insight over the last year and an insight that I'm now packaging and beginning to share with the world. And it's the idea of choosing wonder over worry. Mm. And to give a little context on that idea, um, a few years ago and, and really last year, I realized that I either wasn't starting the things that mattered the most to me, mm-hmm. I wasn't finishing them, or the entire creative process felt like hell because of some 
inner critic voice in my head, which I like to think of as worry, telling me what I was and what was not capable of telling me whether or not it was good enough, whether or not it was ready, mm. whether or not my story mattered and all that sort of chatter. And so of course that inner chatter would show up in experiences like when we did our 40th <laughs> podcast. So yeah. in this moment, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling in my body. Not only, <laughs> um, have I gone on this whole worry to wonder journey for myself, but now I'm getting ready to share it with others. So Ooh, I love that. So before we jump into the worry and wonder, I want to, how did you, how are you grounding yourself these days? Whether it's, it's meditation or any sort of things, what are you, what are you practicing in that sense? Mm. I believe I mentioned this before, but this has been the most consistent thing in my path, which is morning pages. Mm. So every day I wake up and I do stream of consciousness writing and it's a way to really get what's ever, whatever is in my space to get whatever sort of angst is inside of me, whatever like ego conversations happening to get it on the paper mm. so that I can release it and I can let it go and I can get on with the things that matter most in the day. Wow. That's, that's definitely the most important practice that I have. And additionally, I've started meditating more recently and actually Farhad and I, my partner and I have been meditating together, which has been really a really powerful couple exercise. Ooh, um, I like that. And so that's helping a lot. Also in terms of grounding, it's just, just taking a moment to, to pause and to take a few deep breaths and to be present to what's in the here and now to notice what resonates to me in this moment. And I find mm. that, you know, there's a lot of conversation out there that says be present. And while I think that's such a powerful mantra, it's not actionable. When someone tells you to be present, what do you, what do you do? What do you do with that? <laughs> exactly. You're like, uh, okay, so how do I be present? And so I, I have this process of identifying and spotting clues. So every day I track clues in my journey. Mm-hmm. It's a way of like, it's probably one of my most grounding exercises. Cause not only does it bring me back to the present moment, but I'm noticing real time, what speaks to me, what triggers me, what inspires me, what sends goosebumps up my spine, so on and so forth. And mm. so if I tell you rather like be present, but I say, Nick, what are five things in this room that resonate with you and why? What happens is that you become present through that noticing process. So one of the most powerful ways to ground myself is just to notice what's around me and what speaks to me. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Is, and is that what you were doing right before we, we jumped on here? Oh, I was, that was meditating. I was meditating. Oh, I wasn't, oh. I wasn't in a space of noticing, but I was in a space of just slowing down the thoughts in the head and taking a few deep breaths and closing my eyes and taking a moment to pause. I find that like, it can be 30 seconds. It can be five minutes. It can be 20 minutes, but just that moment of pause can have such a powerful impact. I like that. I like that. What type of meditation are you practicing or are, are you practicing any certain type? I haven't so far. I've just, you know, it's funny. I went to Bali in February and I was with a girlfriend who's been doing transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's been working with Emily Fletcher Yeah, and who I believe is that who you worked with as well? Yeah. She's yeah. on the, she's been on the show. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And so I haven't dived deep into that, but I was doing some of the, I think she does like 21 minutes. Mm. And so we would sit in this gorgeous rice field patty environment and we would just close our eyes, sit next to each other and be in pause. So I've sort of been playing with different forms, but mine has really just been take a moment, close your eyes, breathe, watch, watch what's happening. I actually spoke at the shine recently and Elena Brower was leading a meditation before the talk. And I really love that she described our thoughts as stress leaving the body. Mm. 
And so I often had the association that if I'm thinking that's bad, like right. I have bad form of meditation, my, my, <laughs> my mind is excited and wants to daydream and, and go to places. And she reminded me that those thoughts are the stressors leaving the body. And so just taking that with me when I close my eyes, when I begin to try to still my mind, because of course there's sometimes a lot of thinking, yeah. reminding myself that those thoughts are okay because it's stress leaving my body has actually enabled me to still the thoughts. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's interesting because Vedic meditation, what I learned from Emily is that the uh, the, the mantra is actually kind of, it, it's the mm. thing that takes your brainwaves down so that those thoughts leave within that kind of, transcendence circulation. It's very fascinating. It's, I've never like that type of meditation. I've never felt it's felt so different than anything. And it's been good. It's been a good journey, but that's, it's cool to know that you're using that as a tool to, to ground and, and that, that kind of thing. So now the clues, I love the whole idea of the clues and like, that's, this is a big part of what you're up to next. And, and, um, this has developed since we talked last. So I'd love to hear more of, of where that came from and, and where you think it's heading. Mm. So going back to wonder over worry mm-hmm. a bit, clues are a way for me to get into wonder. I recognize that, you know, worry was playing a larger role in my life than I even realized where worry was sometimes causing me to rush around or to say yes, when I really wanted to say no, or to, you know, overwhelm myself or put too much on my calendar because I wanted to please or worry was causing me to seek external validation above the internal joy that I feel in the process of creating. And so one of the ways for me to sort of begin becoming aware of those worries and to even shift more into a space of wonder, which I I, I feel like is not only being present and being here and now, but it's having a lens of compassion. It's getting curious around where our stories come from. It's, you know, having empathy for self, those sorts of things. And so clues became this daily practice and this daily tool for me to be in a state of wonder. Mm. And so it's, I mean, I started this probably three or four years ago. I didn't really talk about it because I didn't think anything of it. It's Derek Sivers, a, a friend and mentor of mine always says it's uh, obvious to you, but amazing to others. So here I was tracking clues, thinking it was like this completely normal process. Um, but what I realized is that, uh, it, it could actually help other people too. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, every day I have, I have a little clues notebook and every day in the center of that sheet of paper, I write clues in the middle and sort of like a boom around it. Mm-hmm. And then I extend out like a mind map, those things that inspire me, that trigger me, that, that resonate with me or ideas that come to me. And it's just this ongoing sort of book of curiosities, inspiration and, and resonance. Mm. And then every few days I'll go back and I'll look at the clues and I'll start to identify patterns. I'll see, okay, there's been three times that I've felt envy around authors publishing their book. What does that say about me? <laughs> and you know it, that, so it can be, it can go into the, like where I feel envy, jealousy or where I feel confronted. And typically I always see that anything that's happening externally, whether it's something that resonates and inspires or whether it's something that provokes, uh, more of a, I hate to say negative response, but provokes something that's confronting to you that yeah. says something about your internal world. Mm. And so I'll pause and I'll think, okay, so 
three authors have published their book. I'm feeling jealous and envious. What does that mean? Well, it's about damn time I write my book, you know? <laughs> and so <laughs> those things that, that speak to me, or if I'm just like continuously inspired by a certain color yeah, or the way that, you know, the sunset, the layers of color in the sunset. And I maybe will color that in my clue book. That's something to look at and be like, Hmm, how can I weave those colors into a piece of art I might make? Mm, I and love so that. that's how it's played out for me so far. But again, it's just this like, pattern of noticing because noticing is being present. Yeah. I love that. So if, if you were to walk me through writing a clue, I don't know if that's, if we could do that, yeah. but I mean, you know, I, I love what you're saying, but how do I practice, how do I make that practical? How do, how would, how would I go about doing that? Sure. So, okay. Look around this room mm -hmm. and I want you to pick out three things that just grab you. Hmm. The stars. Okay. Why, uh, why the stars? The stars, I think, represent aspiration to me and inspiration as well. Uh, they've been, I've, I've loved stars for, can't even remember how long. I have one tattooed on my, on my finger. Mm. And, I, and I, it makes us, I think it, it creates a, a bigger picture. Mm. Okay. So that's, so one example would be, and actually I'm going to switch my original question to you. So one example, you see the star in this painting. So maybe you, so the way that clues happen for me, it's less like where I live in my home that I'm getting clues. It's more, I'm out in the world. Mm -hmm. So let's say you went to a restaurant and there was a painting with stars all over it. That could be a clue for you, a reminder of that aspirational star message. And so maybe in your clue notebook, you would just put a star mm -hmm. and right next to it, like aspirational, you know, vision for the world. Right. And then, okay, another example of a clue would be what's something so far in this conversation that we've talked about that has really stuck with you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Putting you no. on the spot. Putting you on the spot. Yeah, now I got to like rewind. Have you been listening, Nick? I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I have to rewind. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I had it too. Um, it was, oh, it was the what you think is obvious, other people don't or the mm. other people think is, is, is different. That, ju that just struck me because so many times I, everything I feel like I do on a normal day-to-day -day basis, I feel like it's just so obvious and so normal and so natural. So for me to translate that to, you know, the content or the ideas, uh, the things that I'm putting out into the world, uh, sometimes I feel like there's a block there or there's like a, or maybe that is the block. Mm. Yeah. And so you would write in the clue notebook on this day, obvious to you, amazing to others, Derek Sivers. Mm. And so it would just be there. So you have it. So you have a log of it. Mm -hmm. And then what's something that you've been confronted by lately? That's like really in your space. Mm. You mean overall? In yeah. The, in or can you think of like an instance yesterday or today where you felt triggered by something or like something really got under your skin? Oh man, <laughs> yesterday was a little bit of an aggro day, actually. <laughs> One of those days it's, it, I usually, I usually see it when I'm like biking through traffic and I just start, like, I snap, I just like yell at people. Mm. But when I'm not, then I'm usually, or a lot of times I've been a lot more calm in the last like, couple of years of my life. So I've, I've been, I think meditation has helped me to like, kind of calm those. So I think there's, there's certain, certain things around that. So then a clue you could have written down yesterday was biking through traffic, super snappy. 
And so it's almost like it's, it's as much as it's uh, bringing you to the present moment and having this catalog of, of inspiration, it's also a catalog of self-awareness. Mm. And so you notice like, okay, so I was biking through traffic and I got triggered. It could also be like, did I meditate today? You know, and you can start to identify different patterns of how you're showing up and why you're showing up that way. Right. It's another way to look at it. I love that. So now what do you do with these clues? Like what, what's the end goal if you're creating these clues if you're, if you're noticing these things and creating these clues, what's the outcome or what, what's your vision for that? So I feel like the power of the clues is, is it's less about the outcome and more about the process. Mm. And, you know, we live in a very outcome oriented world where we always want to know where's this going and what is the end goal. And clues have been a way for me, like we don't actually always know where it's going, where paths are leading us. And clues for me really started in a time when I was shifting and evolving as we always are, but really starting to reinvent myself in a way. And it was a way for me to see where the clues in life were taking me. It was a way for me to see how society and all of my experience in life are a mirror into my own soul mm. and a way for me to really begin to see where life was taking me. So clues are more like being in a treasure hunt and that having this perspective that there are treasures and clues and magic all around you. If you can open your eyes, pay attention and listen. And so uh, clues, not only they bring me to the present moment, they identify paths that I maybe wouldn't have seen if I wasn't noticing. They help me become more aware of my internal triggers and internal motivations and, and that sort of thing. So it really just brings me present to the treasure hunt of life. Yeah. So that's more like the purpose, I should say, than the, rather than the outcome is to learn about yourself and to learn about your process and and learn what you're, what, how to create and how to, how to use that for future, future things. Totally. And so, I mean, I, I have a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I'm not fully clear on where I want to take this idea or project, or maybe I feel stuck or I'm super inspired, but I'm actually a little like overstimulated by everything. And I think clues can be powerful in all those contexts because mm -hmm. it will reveal to you, well, like what's causing you overstimulation. Yeah. It will reveal to you, you actually know more than you think you, you know, when you don't know, you actually might know more than you think. It's just paying attention. Right. That sort of thing. Right. So how would one, if they had a project coming up, you know, speaking of like, how would, how would you parlay the clues into that project? Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, I mean, my clues are representative of whatever project I'm currently working on. And so let's say when I was writing the wonder over worry talk, it was, I was constantly looking for clues around the talk. So whether I was like in a conversation with someone and someone mentioned a piece of research from Dr. James Dottie, a neurosurgeon at Stanford, who's doing a lot of leading research around the connection between the brain and the heart. I was in Bali with Farhad and he made me listen to this podcast. And that was such a clue because it ended up providing the missing piece of research for that talk. Oh, wow. And so like, I have the page in the clue book <laughs> that's like, Dr. James Dottie must do more research into, you know? Um, and yeah. so it will reveal those sort of things. Or just sometimes I'll be walking around along the sidewalk and I'll hear someone phrase something in a certain way. And it'll be like, oh, that's how I've been trying to phrase or explain that. I'm going to write that down. So then I have that language or again, like colors that speak to me. So I feel like whatever the project is, or maybe I'll be in a conversation with someone and they'll be like, oh, did you know that this person's been doing leading research on awe? Or did you know that this person wrote this book on, on wonder and approached it from an artistic perspective? Uh -huh. And so those sorts of things will show up and those are all clues. 
Gotcha. And so then when I go back and I'm writing this talk or in the process of writing the talk, I'm looking at these clues every few days. It makes the entire writing process so much more effortless wow. because I have, it's like I have all of the quote unquote research, which is just information from paying attention to life yeah. that's there. Cause I, I, I truly believe that life is always providing us what we need in order to take that next step forward. But sometimes we're not aware of what life is providing to us. And those clues are, are those insights. Ah, maybe they're, it's, yeah, it's the guidance. Maybe you're pulling clues to see what's next, mm. where, where you should move next. I feel like there's a lot of clues coming up <laughs> happening around me for like, what's, what's next next in my world. And, and, uh, they slowly, I feel like they slowly reveal themselves. Yeah, um, totally. But maybe I should just write them down and, yes. and actually connect the dots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it just, it gets you more attuned to connecting the dots. Like I didn't know that I wanted to even ever pursue art and arts now become a big part of what I'm doing. And that was as a result of me paying attention to these clues. Oh, so it's that. led to a whole new pathways that I couldn't have predicted. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. So now wonder and awe, is that kind of the same thing or are those kind of, have you branched off? Cause we, we talked about, and I don't think this is on the podcast, but we talked about it last time I saw you, there was like a, you were exploring awe in a certain sense. Tell me more about that. I would say that the exploration of awe would be under the umbrella of wonder. Mm. And so the way I can speak to that a bit more, yeah. the way I think of, of wonder is it's both those moments that evoke awe. I mean, that could be looking at a sunset that could be gazing into the eyes of someone that you love. That could be, um, going and traveling to a new place for the first time that all evokes this feeling of awe. And that's, I feel like typically how people associate wonder, like wonder for the world around us and the beauty and the majesticness of, of life. Yeah. And while that's one piece of it, I see other layers. I see wonder also as our detective. So wonder is my investigative sidekick. It is the first one who's going to notice when I get triggered and be like, what's going on there? Or it's going to hear a negative conversation happening in my head and be like, wait, 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 where's that stemming from? And it wants to get really curious because it wants to understand the root. And so wonder wants to always get to the root of what's going on so that either a new and more empowering storyline can be introduced or I can actually better understand myself and how I'm showing up so that I can potentially shift if that feels more empowering and more aligned. Mm -hmm. uh, wonder is also the, the sort of Zen master that again spots all the clues happening around <laughs> us and brings us back to the, the present moment. And wonder is, it's the part of us that really, you know, has compassion. It's yeah. the part of us that sees that we are all connected. We are all human, that everyone's just like us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. That must've been the, the prelims. The, the <laughs> awe I think was the prelims of what wonder has become. Yes. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I didn't know if there was any like sort of story of how, but that's great. That's uh, that's awesome. So now this talk, this, the wonder and, and, uh, over worry, over worry. Yes. <laughs> Why am I forgetting that? All right. Not forgetting. I was like, Hey, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> the talk and the vision and, and the mission is to help people explore wonder and over worry. Is there like a process that you're taking people through to make that transition? Yeah. So yeah, the goal is really to activate wonder as in, in as many people on earth as possible and to take those and worry, which I'd say almost every person on the planet experiences worry in some form and to shift that 
<laughs> to shift that into, into wonder. And so one, like I can talk about one tool from going to worry to wonder is talking to worry and building characters and archetypes around those worries. So for example, when I notice myself having, and this is something I, I have created in a workshop format, when I notice like, let's say I'm in the middle of, of creating this talk and my perfectionist gets really loud and says, no one's going to like that. That's not good enough. This sucks. You should just stop before your head <laughs> because your story doesn't matter anyway and no one's going to care. And that's been a real conversation that's happened in my head. And as a result of that, I realized that there was this you know, inner dialogue and it's hard to sort of compromise, talk to, or even like release that conversation when it's in our head. And so I wondered what might happen, wonder, I wondered what might happen if I created distance from that, from that dialogue. And so I then created a character around that voice. And so who that voice is, is grace. And I think of grace as this 30 something perfectionist British woman who wants everything in a neat and tidy box. And I can actually visualize what grace looks like. And so through creating that character around this perfectionist, I can be like, Hey, Grace, I understand that you want my very best work to emerge. I understand that you have, you strive for excellence and you want me to strive for excellence too. <laughs> I understand that you want like the best creations to go out into the world. Here's the thing. We aren't going to create that work until we have space to be messy, to make mistakes and to like dive in there and just get in it. And so I need you to take a step back while Wonder and I do our work here today. Can you do that? And what happens is that because Grace, I have distance from Grace, I can have a conversation with her. Grace is reasonable. Our worries are reasonable. They are there trying to support us, to save us, to, to keep us intact. And, you know, Grace will be like, okay, I get that. You yeah. know, you're right. And um, another part of that is also having compassion. So like, rather than there's a lot of conversation that that's happening in mainstream media right now, which is we have to overcome our fears. We have to become fearless. We have to go to battle with our resistance. We have to like conquer and fight. And it's all these really, um, what's the word? Like that just like, I don't know. That makes my entire body cave inward because yeah. it's a part of us. Those worries are an inner child that's throwing a tantrum that wants to be heard. And that inner child wants to be seen and loved and held and acknowledged. Mm. And when we try to fight, deny, avoid, push away, conquer, like that, that's not sustainable, or at least it wasn't sustainable for me. Right. And so taking someone from worry to wonders to one, name the voice that's in your head, like name, like, First, is it like the approval part of you? Is it the um, scarcity part of you? Is it the perfectionist part of you? Like once you label like sort of the, the character of it, then give it a name, name it, you know, Grace, or I have Mama Jenny is another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, name, you know, name the character, visualize it, be able to paint a picture of what that character looks like so you can actually feel like you're looking at it in the distance and then talk to it. Yeah. And the important part is when you talk to it to what I try to do is I literally feel like I have a beam of love going from my heart into my worries heart mm -hmm. because that like lessens, lessens the, um, I guess the, the constraint around it and makes me realize that that's, you know, it's a part of me and it wants to be loved. Oh. So, but it, quick example of this. I was doing a workshop in California last month and I led this guy, uh, one of the participants through the process and he had a, what he called, he was British, the perfect panther <laughs> and the perfect panther was off in the distance and it was growling at him and it was very scary. And he felt, <laughs> you know, you could just see his body language, which was turned away and he was afraid. And 
through this process of acknowledging the good that the perfect panther was trying to offer him and then talking to him, it became a kitten right before him. Mm. So I noticed like as he was going through the process, his eyes shifted from out in the distance to right in front of him. And I was like, wait, 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 what happened? He's like, the panther's now a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. But it takes, I mean, I, th- I feel like it takes a lot of like deep work to really kind of dive in and, and see who those characters are. Totally. I'm trying to make it as light, playful and approachable as possible. <laughs> so I'm still figuring that part out. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just takes me back to the, um, the MITT days of mm. like really diving in and exploring with some structure around to like, see what the, what those were for myself and it, it, to create that awareness. Mm. I think that's huge is to have that awareness. Totally. Absolutely. And I mean, what I've been experimenting with so far is can I, in a 90 minute workshop, get people clear of at least one of their worries to shift that worry into a wonder. So that way they have the structure, the way of dialoguing. Um, and even like what, what I'm going to do in the next workshop is people are going to actually draw or like paint or create a picture of it. So they have a talisman, something that they can like look mm. at. And so, cause once, cause I had people reaching out to me after being like, I talked to my worry voice today. I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> winning. And so it's like, how, what is the best and the best, <laughs> most approachable, most playful and loving way to, to start that so that it makes it easy for someone to incorporate into their everyday. Yeah. Cause I'll be in the middle of like, I don't know, uh, working on my website and worry will show up and I'll like, I mean, this sounds kind of crazy sometimes, but like, I'll be like, yo, <laughs> In the moment, yo, I see we're trying to do there. <laughs> Take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and now it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So where are you doing these, uh, these workshops? Uh, the workshops so far have been, one was at the Hive in San Francisco. One was, so it's been built off. I've been doing these different talks. And mm. so they've been mostly built into the, the talk and then it goes into the workshop. Uh, but right now, once I, the focus has been like, I have my new website, new brand launching. Once that's out in the world, then I can shift into, okay, what is the most exciting, wondrous workshop? Yeah. So it's something that I want to turn into a concept that I'm probably producing versus I've gone to places that are already producing events. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I mean, probably people will probably hire you, bring, bring you in <laughs> to like create these things. Yeah, totally. And actually two very exciting opportunities in the fall, but I don't want to talk about them yet, but they're with big brands that really inspire me. Fantastic. I was going to say big brands. <laughs> it seems like something that a big brand would, would bring you in to actually do with their, with their people. Totally. And I, I was talking with one the other day and they're a major fashion brand and they were saying that the number one challenge that they have with all of their leadership is worry. And she's like, I had never articulated it. I wouldn't have maybe pick that exact word, but it, once she learned about my work and once I sort of put this proposal together for them, she's like, wow, this is literally the biggest thing that's affecting our bottom line is people's inner critic. No kidding. And I was, I was shocked. I was like, really? Wow, this is great. <laughs> In which way? Like what, how does, how do you, how would it affect that? You think? So she, In a tangible extent. Yeah. So like, I mean, it affects everything from teams. So if one person is having a lot of like negative worry chatter, that's going to show, that's going to impact the way that they show up. That's going to impact the way that they lead their team. Mm. It's going to impact the way that when conflict arises, how they deal with that. And then how that energy affects everyone else. It's going to, so say like, again, this fashion brand, they have stores all around the world. If someone's in the store and something happens and it triggers their inner voice, they're not going to be composed. 
and it's going to therefore impact the sale. Mm. And that's something that they were dealing with. Like when people, you know, they just were like, what? our people aren't as composed as we would like them to be when these sort of situations come up. And actually the root of that we think is worry. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's, it's exactly, it's, it's exactly purposeful for that kind of thing. And I mean, uh, that's the change that needs to happen in in the world. I think, you know, if people, if we can all, I mean, I have so many worries all the time. Like if I can get past my worries and like shut them down, <laughs> don't leave there. Or learn to love them. <laughs> well, learn to love them and, and then shut them and, down. And quiet them, yeah. quiet them. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, thanks for playing, you know, pick up your, your little gift on the, on off the bottom shelf on the way home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So if you're going from, from worry to wonder, what does a picture of worry look like and a picture of, of wonder. Mm. So if you're in a completely wonders, if you're living in a wonder state, what does that, what does that look like? Wonder or feel like, or yeah. Wonder is it's, it's the part of us. So again, it's sort of like that. I, I think of wonder as Sometimes she's that fairy, at least for me, that, that waves her wand and says, this way, this way, come with me. You know, wonders like, try it on, give it a try. Like, let yourself have fun in the process. Like, that can be wonder. Wonder can also be like, hmm, there's something going on there. Let's dig in a little bit deeper. Let's get to the source of this. Wonder is the part of us that encourages us to go beyond our comfort zone, even when it feels terrifying to do so. Wonder is the part of us that enters into a really, really difficult conversation and is curious about it and wonders like, how can I show up with love here? Wonder is when these scary and terrifying moments are arriving, arising in our life may say like, what would wonder do here? And so even like, as I've sort of grown to even, I, I feel like wonder found me as much as I found it. And it's this now new character in my life. So I'm asking myself, like, how would wonder write this book proposal? How would wonder again, go into that difficult conversation? How would wonder design my day? Um, and those sorts of things. And so it's this, it's this spirit of possibility, the spirit of, of joy, the spirit of curiosity and this, uh, desire to just see what's happening in the world around us and to, to be with it. Yeah. And yeah. worry is, is, I think it's, it's often that voice of fear of doubt of you're not good enough. You're not ready yet. Uh, you don't matter, or this is never going to turn out the way that you would like. And I think there can be a lot of wisdom in wonder or in worry. And it's just understanding where those worry stories are coming from. Yeah. Um, but the way that I see worry show up is that, you know, we say yes when we want to say no, cause we fear disappointing someone. Worry is when we, we get triggered by something and we point the finger at someone else rather than realizing that there's something within us to look at. Whereas wonder would be like, wait, what is there for me to look at? Mm. That sort of thing. I like that. I like that. So if you're in a state of, of wonder and you're cruising, you're going through the creative process, you're going, you're going, you're going. And even if it's for a client or something like that, when do you click print? You know, when, when do you say, okay, I'm going to move on to the next thing or when do, when do I finish this up? When do I wrap this up? Hmm. For me, it's a feeling. So I'll know when something I've just, for me, it's been a process of tuning inward to be like, is this, have I, is this like, I, I feel like I just know intuitively when it's finished. Yeah. I don't know how to guide others to that knowing too, except to, to be still, uh, Oprah actually I listened to something Oprah said the other day and she said that my biggest piece of advice on empowerment is, 
it's nothing outside of you. It's everything inside of you. And so to become empowered is to create that space of stillness so that you can actually hear yourself and you can actually hear what is the next right thing for me to do. And so similarly, I think in these situations, it's, you know, is this like having that, that moment of, of stillness, of quiet, of looking within and asking, is this ready to be shared with the world? Mm. And I feel like the clues also help to identify when that readiness comes. So like when I, um, I just intuitively had this feeling that I, that I needed to, or I must hire a speaking coach in October. I had no gigs lined up yet, but once I was in that process, then I started telling people I'm working with a speaking coach, like da, 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 da. Next thing I know, people are reaching out to me. Hey, we have a talk that's paid that we need someone for. And I feel like you're perfect for this, this spring. And so it like ended up working out perfectly where it's a combination of like hearing when something's right for you, beginning to seed the word and then paying attention to the clues and how people are responding to it. That's great. Wow. I love that. Now, how is this parlaying into your next venture? You're, you're launching a new website. Well, by the time this, we, (laughs) we drop this, it'll be just pushed live. So tell us about that. So the website is really just a, I realized that I didn't really have a home on the internet that felt right. I I've been on the internet for a really long time. I started a magazine when I was 11 years old and was just always interested in the internet content creation and how to elevate the conversation. But I never really like, I mean that back when I was 11, it was like an AOL email and I'd go into AOL chat rooms to, to get, to tell people about what I was up to. (laughs) But fast forward to, you know, in 2000, when was it? 2008 or 2009 when I started a Tumblr, um, that, you know, was sort of the, the platform and for a while Tumblr was, was killing it. Like the people, you know, I felt like it was a major way for me when I decided to move from San Francisco to New York, I think in 2010, there was a piece that went viral that really supported my path, but it just like Tumblr sort of shifted in, in the current years and it doesn't really have, I don't know, it just doesn't have that much to it. And I really wanted this like beautiful home that represented this message of wonder that I'm stepping into Mm. that I could, uh, that could reflect this idea and also could be a space for me to to create and share content in a consistent way. And so this website is really, I feel like taking everything that's been happening in, in my world and bringing it online. And then so as a result of that, bringing people into that too. Oh, how, and how so? So it's, so we have, um, the, the first thing is I send out daily clues. So again, around this, this clue theme is if you want to start your day with wonder, I write these short, these sweet, these little sort of like love notes from wonder. So mm-hmm. I, they're actually in the voice of wonder. <laughs> so it'll be like, um, Hey Nick, what if the there you're trying to reach is actually right here, gazing into your eyes? Mm, have you considered that <laughs> love wonder? So there are these like, you know, sometimes there are a couple sentences, sometimes they're, they're a little bit longer, but um, the hope is to drop these daily doses of, of, of wonder in people's inboxes so that they can slowly, because any to shift from worry to wonder is a process. And I feel like if we can have a tiny daily seed every day, those tiny daily seeds and tiny, tiny daily steps will have a larger impact in the long run. And so it's a way for people to begin to step into, wait, what if wonder led the way? And to sort of have this this reflection or this insight to, to guide them in their, in their morning as they're entering their day. So that's, that's one of the first offerings. Those are free. And then, um, you'll see on the website, like I'm doing a lot more speaking, interactive art. 
I'm launching a podcast soon called Dose of Wonder, which is going to artists and thinkers and visionaries and neuroscientists and uh, people doing wondrous things in the world and sort of getting raw and real with them about their creative process, about the worries that they deal with and how they navigate those. And so it's been a way for me, you know, a lot of my wonder, worry to wonder work has been very self-taught or just a experimental process where I'm the guinea pig. And now I want to go and learn from other people about their way of going from worry to wonder. Wow. Wow. So many things. So many things. So, so many things going on. I love it. I so love many things, it. but with one, one very specific thread, which is what I've really been looking for for a long time. So it feels, <laughs> it feels so good to, to be here. Does it seem so hard to like find that one thing? Right. And, and I think it just pull together all the clues no, until you totally. finally get there, right? <laughs> Took me doing 19 things and to realize what resonated about each of them and to now, and of course, like five years from now, I'm going to be like, took those 19 things and it's now evolved to this. So I feel like, you know, we're, we're ever evolving and just giving ourselves permission to be in that space of evolution is important. And yeah. it took me a while to give myself permission. Cause I was like, something's wrong with me because things keep shifting. I'm like, wait, 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 no, the nature of life is change. <laughs> I know. I feel like the same way. I feel like I keep going through all these different changes and, and evolutions. And I feel like I, I'm slowly getting there. Yeah. Pulling the clues, pulling pull the, the clues. I <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to try this writing the clues thing down yes. thing. It's, it makes a huge difference. I'm telling you, I soon I want to create, I'm, uh, this is a little bit further out, but I get really excited about like, what is the wonder ritual line? And so what with actually making clue notebooks that people can buy so they have it, you know, because mm. I feel like th it, that gets in the way of people actually tracking the clues is figuring out how to actually create the system of it. Yeah. Like, I got a system down. I'll sell you the system. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> create the system so we can all buy it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So thinking through those sorts of things too. I love that. I love that. Well, Amber, this has been fun. I appreciate you coming on again yeah. and sharing your, your amazing wisdom of wonder. And I, I think that's something that people can totally apply to their lives. And I acknowledge you for the work that you're doing in the world to, and to create impact and to help people become better versions of themselves oh. and, and more creative and live the life that they want. Mm. Um, so thanks. Oh yeah. Where can people sign up for your clues? Oh, uh, com slash. Well, just go to amberay.com and you'll see it all there, but I think it's amberay.com slash daily dash clues. I just realized I'm going to change that to amberay.com slash clues. That's probably, probably an easier <laughs> one to like, remember. Wait, that's not easy to describe. <laughs> and obviously the socials, what's your social handles? Hey, Amberay, H-E-Y, Amberay. And that's across all social. Well, awesome. Hey, Amber Ray, thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks, Nico. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode of Shop Talk Radio, soon to be Neon Radio. I am your host, Nick Onkin. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you could help me out by leaving us a good review over on iTunes, sharing out the episode on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever your favorite social media platform is. And remember to choose wonder over worry. Now with that, go out, create your life by creating every small moment, and we'll see you next time.